the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to Reaching for Real Life. Yes, you are listening to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro, Baron Wiley here on guitar, on drums, on the Canadian dry ginger ale. Well, that's right. Pastor Sean Azaro, take a big swig of that. Is that refreshing? Yeah, it was real refreshing, <laughs> and I almost choked on it. Thank you for that. Exactly. Really appreciate that. That's fresh. We got a stocked uh, fridge over here. It, well, take Baron, I mean, come on. I mean, you know. <laughs> you can have everything that's it's in there. It's all part of my rider. <laughs> exactly. But everything in that fridge over there, you chose ginger ale. That's not a normal. Uh... Well, because there's six ginger ales and a oh, yeah. weird diet cola. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> <laughs> you're, trying, you're painting a picture that's not quite accurate. That's all right. These are leftovers from like the last concert. concert? <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the artists clearly wanted ginger ale, so we got that. Well, I'll take, I got a little diet Dr. Pepper going. We're ready to go. Uh, fall is in the air. And in mm. fact, Pastor Sean, speaking of fall, uh, I experienced some uh, 60s and 70 degrees oh. temperatures here this past weekend. Where were you, Baron? I was on your old stomping grounds, Pastor Sean, I in knew Chicago, this. Illinois. Thank I knew this, much. but this is radio banter. <laughs> By definition. <laughs> you like, were in Chicago. Oh, Dropping man. off the daughter, doing the DePaul thing. And so I yes. thought of you every corner going, I bet Sean stood here. Uh, well, you know, I've stood on every corner <laughs> in the great in city of Chicago. When you were preaching. Yes. When, when I was a kid. Saw the soldier field. Oh, that re- man. That reminded me of you. Outstanding. How are the Bears going to do this year, Pastor Sean? Oh, Baron, the Bears are going to do fantastic. Name it and claim it, uh, huh? No, this is not name it and claim it, no, Baron. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is by sight. I've seen it. Uh, no, the Bears are a different team. This is such an example. I'll tell you what. You watch, okay? okay. People, people are talking about Chicago Bears, one of the worst teams in the NFL. They're going to win three games this year. I, I absolutely believe they're completely wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. The difference that coaching makes, and I like the last coaching regime. Uh, the Matt Nagy uh, used to be the last year and the previous four years was the right. head coach of the Chicago Bears. Uh, Ryan Pace was the uh, general manager. I thought both guys were good guys, and I thought they did a lot of things well. But as far as working the system around your players and maximizing your players, uh, Matt Nagy as a coach just didn't do that. Hmm. And I, I mean, I really liked him, liked him as a coach and a person, person. Yeah. Uh, but he just didn't do that. He was stubborn in his system. And watching now the Chicago Bears, they're more disciplined. They have gone through the entire preseason less penalties, uh, less um, just mess ups. And, and bottom line, last couple of years, they weren't like that. They just looked sloppy at yeah, times. Yeah. And it is like that whole ship has been tightened up, and it is really fantastic to see. And the offense being catered to and, and kind of customized for your personnel. It, it really, for me, I, I'm a Bears fan. I think they're going to do much better this year than people think. They're still not, they're not ready 
you know, not going to Super Bowl, but mm-hmm. I think they're going to be much farther along. And I think this new this new regime really has a good vision in mind, and I think they have the chops to pull it off. But it just goes to show how important leadership is. Yeah, and that's my leadership moment: the Chicago Bears and leadership. <laughs> well, another word that kind of goes with that there too is, is discipline, which is what I'm hearing from. Oh, yeah. you. you're seeing that too. Oh yeah, the, and the, the kind of corny sports stuff they have what they call the hits principle. Okay. Hustle, intensity, takeaways, and smart situational football. Uh-huh. H-I-T-S. And it's, it's, you know, Matt Eberflus was a defensive coach, but on offense, they, they talk about hustle, intensity, keeping the football, you know, get, not letting the ball be taken away, and smart situational football. And you see it. Mm-hmm. You actually see the guys buying into it, and you see a difference. And it's not just, they, they won all three of their preseason games, and it's preseason. Nobody cares, right? But when you talk about lack of penalties, you talk about, uh, just disciplined football. You talk about the way they're doing their business. It's just different, and I'm looking forward to the season. See what they'll uh, see. See what they produce. Yeah, you know, it's called the show's called Reaching for Real Life, Pastor Sean, and it's amazing how it's a game. We all know it's a game. But there's mm. so many life mm. principles that we experience through games. I mean, we know God loves football, right? <laughs> well, that, of course, you know. <laughs> he likes uh, golf. People down here have said that the Dallas Cowboys are his American, team. Yes, that's right. God's favorite team, and that's not true. It's Chicago oh, Bears. Oh, Chicago no, Bears. God is, God is much more blue-collar <laughs> and northeastern than you would have thought. <laughs> yeah, he's gracious and, and, and lets anybody in. So that's it. That's about it. But, yeah, no, of course athletics. I mean, that's something that people, we just, we know, we yeah, there's there's all kinds of great things that we learn from. I mean, we have a Christian school, and mm-hmm. we believe that you can teach discipleship through athletics, through academics, through the arts. All the different disciplines are an opportunity to say, I'm going to live for the glory of God. I'm going to point people to Jesus through how I do things. I'm going to treat people with respect. And, and yeah. I, I, again, I'm just pointing out that there are some leadership things that are happening to this team and many of the same players look completely different because of having some different coaching different leadership and so you know if you are a leader of people uh just know you can make a huge difference in how they thrive or maybe don't thrive under your leadership amen good stuff Pastor. there you go we could do a whole show on that but we've got a lot to to get to we do we do i've got a big deal happening thursday we are recording on tuesday afternoon uh, and Thursday morning, mm-hmm. we, Lori and I are leaving for India. What time? For two weeks. Uh, I think seven o'clock. We got to fly out in the morning. Yeah, from San Antonio to uh, Dallas, and then Dallas to London, London to Mumbai, Mumbai to Nagpur, which is where we will be ministering from. So, how do you pack for that, there, Pastor Sean? You're good to go. Light. We're yeah. packing light. No, we really are. We're just packing, you know, just what we need. We're each mm-hmm. doing a carry on, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm helping Lori Azaro do that. So that's going to be great. <laughs> She's all packed. She's ready to go. She, she has taken pictures of her packed bags and sent them to our family. This is a record, yeah. So yeah, so like, I'm packed. Look, my, my, the day before is going to be restful. <laughs> nice. So when you get there, again, as you said, as we started this conversation about leadership, I yep. understand that's what you're taking with you, these skills set to, to leave. Right? Well, I, you know, we're going to be, be with a wonderful ministry, uh, Din Bandu ministry uh, led by Nitin and Ruth Sardar. Mm. Nitin has been here and ministered at River City. His son Caleb was here for two years, played keyboard with us, played on our worship album. He and my son uh-huh. Ryan became very good friends. He married one of the girls uh-huh. from River City, Caitlin Pettit, now Caitlin Sardar, who Wait. he then took back to what? India. He, oh, he pillaged us. That's not God's will. <laughs> you can't do that. Well, they they, are, right. they both love worship. All they right. love each other, and when they're they doing ministry. Kid, you bring the kid back here. We get the kid. I, <laughs> 
that's the deal. <laughs> that's awesome. No, this. So, so we're very close to this ministry. It's more than just uh, you know uh, someone who we send a check to or whatever. We they have a fantastic ministry of discipleship mm-hmm. and multiplication, planting churches and supporting leaders that they've planted. And so we just love what they do, and we work with them, and we you know walk alongside. And I haven't been there. We've had numerous leaders go, numerous teams. We've sent teams. Uh, but so this is the first time Lori and I have gone. Uh, after, a few days after we get there, Ryan and Rachel Lazaro from Landmark Aww. Church, I'm my boy and his wife, they're going to be uh, joining us. So we'll be able to do a lot of that together. So uh, I remember taking all the old mission trips back in the youth days, you know, as we all did, go down to the border or yep. go down, even go downtown. Sometimes you don't have to leave your own backyard, no. but to go to the other side of the world. And the Bible kind of calls us to go out into all the world and share the good news, Pastor Sean. And so, again, yeah. that's what River City Community Church is doing. Yeah. All right. So what if I'm, I'm – there's a guy that says, Lord, please don't call me. I'm never going to go. Are we supposed to go to the mission field? How are we supposed to be missionaries? Well, that's a great question. Uh, one, I would just say – don't tell God never. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> okay, your first. I'm never going to go, God. No matter what you do, that's a bad yeah, idea. Here we go. Watch because this. he's God. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's vindictive. I don't think he's wanting to torture you. Okay? I don't think everybody has to necessarily go overseas. Mm-hmm. Okay? I recommend everybody go overseas. I think it's just such a great experience for Christians. You know, most ministries that are sharp and solid have found ways to have American short, that we're talking about short-term missionaries. Right. You know, you're there for a few couple weeks or you're there for 10 days or something. They found a way to utilize those teams to help support their work. Okay. But we recognize one of the primary things that happens is what happens in the life of those of us who go. Mm-hmm. When you go experience short term missions, it's amazing to get outside of your comfort zone and experience what God is doing among people somewhere completely different place in the world. And you see things differently. You get to experience things differently. You know, I recommend when you go, you kind of leave all of your assumptions, biases, and expectations at home and just say, God, I'm going to go open my eyes to see what you want me to see, open my ears to hear what you want me to hear. In fact, that's what I asked our congregation to pray for me and Lori while we're gone. Just be pray for us that we would see and hear what God wants us to see and hear, and then that we would know how he wants us to respond. And that when we get the chance to speak to someone, whether it's a person or a group of leaders or a larger group of people, that we, he would say through us what he wants to say and that we would hear him. So, you know, be flexible in God's hands because it's an incredible experience and it's amazing. A lot of what happens is what happens in us as the, quote, missionaries, but it, you don't ever limit God. You have no idea how he can use you. Mm-hmm. Even if you're just bumbling around through a translator, whatever, how he can cause something to happen in someone's heart and he can prepare them and he can do a miracle. Pastor John, I hope you also asked for the congregation to pray for you and Lori and your family for protection. As I understand it, uh, India's kind of policy towards Christianity has just gotten oh, yeah. super tight. Yeah, no, the we persecution don't, is real. Honestly, we don't advertise that we're mm-hmm. going to, you know, be with missionaries or anything like that. It's, it's you know, and it's just one of those things that that's that's real. Mm-hmm. That is a real thing. And when you're connected with them, you have you do have to be careful. You have to be careful what you do. But again, the Sardar family lives there, mm-hmm. and this is every day, and they deal with this. And this is very similar to what you see in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. So I think again, it's an opportunity for us to experience a little bit of what we talk about, and what we read about. And, you know, you do. We pray for safety. We pray for the Lord's guidance and direction. But we also know that we're in his hands as we go. Mm. And you made a point a few minutes ago about, 
sometimes even in the context of in, in town, you know, when we started Real Life Ministries, but this is before River City Community Church, um, we ministered in the Victoria Courts Housing Project. Right. And so we knew, you know, from where we were from, this was cross-cultural ministry. A lot of Spanish speakers. I mean, I spoke a little Spanish, but not much. You know, you live in San Antonio. You kind of have an uh, understanding. But when you're coming from, you know, north central San Antonio, working in the inner city, that's cross-cultural ministry. And you, if you're not, sure. you have to be aware of it. And whenever you go cross-cultural, you kind of have to pause all of your biases mm-hmm. because all of our biases have a cultural color to them. I mean, they're based on our experience. They're based on our cultural expectations. So when you realize I'm actually in a different culture, mm. there's different rules. And, of course, going to the inner city of San Antonio versus going to India, mm-hmm. it's not nearly as far a leap, right? Language is not an issue. No, not much. I mean, we had cross-culture, you know, but now we have a whole Spanish-speaking congregation here at River City, you know, River City and Espanol. Mm-hmm. But you still have to be sensitive to... Okay, what are people here walking through? How do they think about things? How do they solve problems? How can I just serve them? Mm-hmm. How can I show them the love of Jesus before I actually tell mm. about the love of Jesus? So that they see it and it becomes natural and they understand because, oh, they saw that. Mm-hmm. Cross-cultural ministry just requires a sensitivity and being aware and saying, oh, I'm, I'm in someone else's home mm. and I need to, I'm a guest here. Yeah. And I need to be sensitive. And to be honest with you, a little humility some self-deprecating humor and understanding your awkwardness uh, goes a long way. Because most people, no matter where it is, if they see, you're trying. Yeah. Right? But if you come in and like, well, I'm, you know, I'm from America, America. and I, I, I do this, and we know that, and oh, we take care of that, right away you're stiff-arming people. Yeah. And you're annoying them. You're being off-putting before you ever even begin to do anything. Right. Uh, the secret recipe I'm hearing there, Pastor Sean, is love. How do you prepare your heart to start loving people you don't know yet? Well, that's a really good question because we have been praying mm-hmm. about this. You know, this isn't mm-hmm. something that we make a matter of prayer. Multiple people have advised me when you get off the plane in India, the airport is is the first big obstacle mm-hmm. because so many things are it's packed and just mm-hmm. you are cr- in a crush of people mm-hmm. and the sights, the smells, the the way it operates are very challenging for Americans mm-hmm. and that. Once you push through that, though, and you kind of, once you get out and begin to kind of walk around and connect and get your bearings in the community, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And there's be- the people are beautiful. And what you'll see will change your life. But you got you to gotta get past that initial, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't. Yeah. And so that, that Lori and I are preparing ourselves. And we're preparing in prayer. And, you know, we believe in divine appointments. And divine appointments in any language, divine appointments in any country, God's not limited. That's the thing that starts, you just realize, oh, God's already working there. Mm-hmm. We're, we're obviously going to be with some great folks, great family who's there and other friends, but God's working wherever. Mm. And so if you're talking to a shopkeeper, you know, that you're just shopping in, or you're talking to someone at a gas station when you're filling up, whatever, God's working. Mm. So be open and be a part of what he's doing. Uh, you're listening to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro. I, I ask that you pray for Pastor Sean right now as he's getting ready to go for this. Again, you're taking these tools of leadership. Can you give us a little sneak preview of maybe something you'll leave? Well, there's, I mean, leave. There's, I, I hope to leave some great relationships and be mm-hmm. kind of have some more open doors with just relationally. You know, one of the things is 
if there's anything I've learned that can help pastors mm-hmm. who are just reaching people yeah. and ministering to people in their context, I, I don't really do a lot of methods mm-hmm. stuff when I'm talking to cross-cultural and cross-cultural situations. Most of my experience would be with Hispanic pastors in Mexico or Central America, things like that. Yeah. But the principles are the same. Mm-hmm. I can't really teach them about their context. I don't know what's going to work in their context. I can teach them some things that we've learned about leadership, about multiplication, about humility. A lot of times people have learned bad habits, sometimes from American missionaries. Mm. Or, you know, because I understand, I'm not going to blame everything on America because, yes, Americans are sinful. And so is every other person on the face Correct. of the planet, right? <laughs> right? You know, sin is sin, right. and it's in the human heart. So it's not American culture that's sinful. Um, it's people. We are sinful. Mm-hmm. And so just going and, and talking about how to work through other leaders and build up and release and empower other leaders, talking uh, how to not make it all about you, um, talking about um, you know multiplication and what happens in the course of ministry when a leader says, okay, I'm going to just invest in other leaders and, and create a whole bunch of leaders who multiply. Yeah. And humility. You know, it's amazing. The biggest thing... That that screws up leadership is is pride, mm-hmm. and when you when you're the leader, okay, you have to understand. I have the greatest potential to screw things up here. Yeah, I have the greatest authority. Mm-hmm. I have probably the greatest power. That means I have the greatest potential to screw things up. Right. And if I keep that in mind, I keep myself humble and surrendered to the Lord and accountable to people around me. Boy, great things happen. And that's a challenge for leaders in any right. cultural context because flesh is flesh. Flesh wants what it wants, and when you're a leader, you have opportunity to feed the flesh. To me, it's just kind of overwhelming when you go to India, where there's a billion people. Yes. What is it? What is the population? I don't know, but it's a billion people. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they all need a savior. Right. And there's a billion gods already established yes. there, but you're coming with the truth, and I just, I just, right. Pastor Sean, just, I'm, I'm, I'm humbled myself just knowing that you're going to go do this. To, and so, how can I support you? What can the church do? Well, obviously, support the missions department in your own church, right. whatever that looks yep, like. Yep, yep. Talk about that for a second on why we should support missions in the church. Well, so many of the places, like we're going to be with some folks that we serve and we partner with in missions, and they're doing incredible work uh, among people in desperate need. Yeah. And, and that is always involved practical ministry, orphanages and feeding ministry and just serving their community. And that takes resources. And they're not going to generate that in because the people they're ministering to are the poorest of the poor. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really believe that you you should. And, and again, we are very careful about what we do. If, if we're partnering with someone in missions, we understand they are about discipleship. They are actually planting churches because we believe the church is what Jesus said it, he would build his church. Mm-hmm. And so if if a missionary organization says, yeah, we're not about planting churches, I'm like, okay, that's cool, but that's probably not going to be who we're going to partner with. Mm-hmm. We want people who are about making disciples and then planting them into churches. And so, you know, look for that. And then and then I encourage you, be a part of what your church is doing in in. Cross-cultural missions. Yeah. Sean, what are we not talking about here? If you had, a, again, a word of encouragement for folks to, to do something. I, again, there's a lot of hands going up saying, not me, but it, I, I should do something. Right. What should I do? 
Well, we, we do multiple short-term missions opportunities every year okay. for people to get their feet wet. Correct. And some of them are going to be involving, okay, I'm going to go on a minister. Maybe we'll minister with children and then families and supporting of a church. Some of them are construction projects. Right? Mm. We've seen some, some men who are skilled at different aspects of construction have their hearts changed. Mm-hmm. They're like, I could do that, and I feel like God wants me to do something. But they go and they work on a construction project, and their heart is completely changed not necessarily just by the construction, although serving and using your natural gifts and abilities to serve the kingdom is something that is life-changing, mm. but by connecting with the people. And all of a sudden, I'm, one of the things that happens when you go on a cross-cultural ministry experience is your whole perspective changes and your eyes are open. Mm-hmm. You see the world as much bigger than your little routine. Because mm-hmm. we have our routines and we don't like to deviate from them much. You know, and so when you go somewhere else where everything is different Mm -hmm. and you have to do the deal with this discomfort of the food isn't to my liking or, oh, man, I don't like the way they do things or I don't like the man. My favorite conveniences aren't available. It's so good for you Mm -hmm. because what it does is it opens you up and it causes you to depend on the Lord in a different way. That's one of the things I've seen. People learn to depend on the Lord differently when they're kind of forced to in the context of a cross-cultural uncomfortable situation and it's good for us well pastor john again i know that uh, you're going to go you're going to be bathed in prayer as you go that great things are going to happen and we'll rejoice and we can't wait to hear what's happened Uh, while you're there we need a report will you be able to check in with us oh yeah yeah all right i I might even try to do a uh, interview there so we could you know you can do a podcast when i'm gone you can just do an opener and uh and hopefully i'll have an interview for you i could do it with nitin or caleb sardar who you know obviously lots of folks here know mm-hmm. and and get their perspective you know and you know, maybe ask them i'll ask a couple questions where i'm like okay well, you know you got some goofy white pastor from texas coming over. why do you guys subject the, yourselves to this exactly that's great and then they can listen to the podcast and you know around the world yeah there you go there you go it will officially be an international, international podcast of course it is it is already international it's, yeah that's it's, true it's picked up in chicago right <laughs> yes but all over the place we got people all over the world who listen to our podcast and our radio program that's so right we're, we're excited AM about that 6 30 the word uh, 9 30 a.m the answer and and burning radio right here in central south texas very very cool all right pastor sean uh so again you're gone but the bench is stepping up here at river city oh that's right that's right yes yes uh this weekend we're gonna hear from pastor mike mcguire who uh has a heart for missions himself and he's very very skilled at mobilizing and empowering people for local missions. You know, we, what we we talk about, hands and feet. Yeah. Hands and feet of Jesus, and we talk about hands and feet local, hands and feet global. Yes. And so I'm going to be global this weekend, but there <laughs> you get to hear from Pastor Mike, and he's always in some way connects it to the, the practical ministry and the practical missions work that we're doing right here in the San Antonio area in our own community. And then the next week, Pastor Willie Mayfield will bring a great message. And so I've heard uh, we, got a great, we got a great team of teachers and leaders around here so i'm very blessed to have that as long as uh, willie and mike are not leading worship no yeah no we, no, <laughs> no, 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 we, we, no we don't we have a team for that yeah, exactly <laughs> they're called musicians and and worship leaders <laughs> oh whew, that was close <laughs> uh here okay here's one here's a little bit of river city trivia that you'll uh-huh. be able to pull out on somebody Early on, when we were first planting the church, I mean, okay. we were just very small, meeting a little daycare gym. Uh, you remember that, Barry? I was there. You were, you were there several times. Uh-huh. I was 
to help pay my bills because we weren't getting paid. We, there was no congregation. I mean, we had a small congregation, but there just wasn't enough to pay anybody. So I was going and literally traveling in ministry, teaching, worship leading, things like that to help pay for just Lori and the kids and our, our lifestyle. And so a lot of the times I would go on a weekend and I'd be preaching at another church somewhere. Not a lot, but you know, sure. more than just a few times. A couple times. I literally, we had a, 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 what was called a sequencer, and it's just a digital recorder that I could play music on, and I would prepare, and Willie would lead worship <laughs> with this recording. Now, if he got lost on it, it's dead, because the done. recording's going to play. Yeah. What it is, but we'd have live guitar player and bass player, our, our musicians would play, and then there'd be this recording, and Willie, who, while he's not a singer, really, uh-huh. okay, he's not a terrible singer, but he's just, that's not his thing, but he's a worshiper at heart, and, and just his, so he would just lead the congregation through this experience and it actually kind of worked i called the little <laughs> i called the little tracks willie worship okay and <laughs> willie's one two willie three worship. and they were just little song tracks that yeah. he could lead so a lot not a lot of people know that you that's know good but if i couldn't get someone else willie that's how versatile willie mayfield is so there you go there you go true true servant of every sense hey and i look back on those days i treasure those days uh of, of river city uh in that very gym where i used to play basketball at blessed hope academy because that was the campus for that uh, that private oh, that's Right. school yeah you know yep that's exactly right. a little full circle moment for me and watching it this happen i had a guy the other night listen to our radio i mean yeah. our, our podcast and he asked how do you know baron now i didn't know that he was a listener to the podcast I, i'm like well do you do, how do you know baron he said oh i listen to the podcast and i said baron was in my high school youth yeah. ministry yeah. when i was just getting crazy? started out as an intern in in youth yes. ministry yeah love it uh, and again uh they, they're coming to church and they're hearing it so yep. we appreciate you yep and, and god bless you just the same all right pastor sean close us out take us home oh uh, guys thanks for listening we sure appreciate it uh be praying for us in fact let me pray for you right now lord i just pray for whoever's listening i just pray your blessing i pray that we would always be listening for your voice and give us the courage to walk in obedience we are thankful in jesus name amen have a great week River City Community Church is a church for real life. Real life is what we were created for and what we're all about. In fact, our mission is more people living real life by passionately following Jesus. Hi, I'm Pastor Sean Azaro, and we believe we were made to have a life full of meaning and purpose that can only be found in relationship with our Creator. That's what real life is. It's not just a church thing. It's a way of living that powerfully impacts every area of our lives. River City is come as you are and has a relaxed, casual feel with practical teaching, inspirational worship, and age-appropriate ministry for the whole family. We're located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Rotama Park. Our current service times are 9.30 and 11.30 Sunday mornings. River City is a church for real life, and so our home on the web is reallife.org. We hope you'll come and see us as you travel the road to real life. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.